At Family Dollar, you'll find more ways to save, like digital smart coupons, including our Saturday Savings Pass, all in our app. Family Dollar, helping you do more. Bill WD-40 can come into the Spreaker chat room and lube us up for tonight's show. Make sure we go smoothly in and out. Yeah, we're going to have a great show tonight. The Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. So, yeah, it is open. It's all up to you whether you want to or not. Don't forget, if you're new, hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. We are here seven days a week for your listening pleasure. And uh, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, or a thumb sideways. I think YouTube needs a thumb sideways as well. But that's just me. That's just totally me. We're about 30 seconds uh, from going here, guys. We're going to have a great show tonight. I'm very excited. It's a great way to close out the week. Deb Schottke, the last time she was here, I got really sick. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. Uh, Wild Aloof, good to see you, my friend. And here we go in about 20 seconds. And there's Bill WD-40 hanging on in. Lube us up, Bill. Lube us up. Mike Bothwell, good to see you. And uh, who's ready for tonight? I know I am. Are you? I think Debs is. She's nodding her head. Yeah, we're, we're going to have some fun. And uh, make sure hour two you get your questions in. Put them in capital letters. But for right now, people, horns up. Let's rock. of Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Space Down Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show and our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Space Down Radio. Do old Navy the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. All right, this show is going to be better than, you know, what we did as kids running around with scissors. So we're going to get right into it tonight. We're going to run with the scissors. We're going to go into some ET contact. Deb Shockey is here, and we got her for the next two hours. Then in hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller is back with another spooky story. Then little Timmy Senor, our Timbit, will be here for the UFO report. Dem Shockey is globally renowned as a professional quantum hypnotherapist and open channel, offering other psi services professionally, including energy alchemy, ET contact, and paranormal experience counseling. She lovingly hosts a longstanding local CE5 and contact and consciousness group and is an active member of several CE5 contact teams researching the infinite nature of consciousness. 
Recently, she's been the associate producer of a new top-rated film, Alien Abduction, Answers. Her work as the quantum hypnotherapist who worked with John Yost, the filmmaker, as well as with all the experiencers in the film is highly featured. We've been wanting to do this for a while. We just haven't had the luck, but now we do because our good friend Deb Shockey is here tonight. Debs, thank you so much for being with us on Spaced Out Radio. I'm so happy to finally do this show with you. Yay, I am too. Thank you for having me on again, Dave. Thank oh, you so much. No problem. We're going to get into some serious aliens tonight. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about me or not. If you did your homework, but uh, between you and me, old Davy's got some aliens. I love it. Mm. We can definitely dig in there and find out what's going on. You can use me as your scientific experiment tonight. How about that? (laughs) You know, that's my jam. (laughs) It really is. So, yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, what got you into aliens? What got you into making this your career path where you literally have helped hundreds, if not Mm -hmm. thousands of people figure out what's going on in their lives? Well, Dave, um, I was born this way, <laughs> to quote Lady Gaga. Uh, I came in kind of being able to perceive multidimensionally. Um, I didn't know everybody else didn't, or most people didn't. But from earliest memory, I have had ET and paranormal contact. And uh, and not just seeing, you know, something off in the distance or lights in the sky, but actual interaction. Um my earliest memory was as a, a, maybe I was two and a half, three years old and had some little beings out in the tree next to my window, knocking on the window and um, asking me to come out and play, but they weren't with their voices. It was, you know, telepathy. And um, I kept going and waking my poor mother up and asking if I could go outside and play with what I called the space monkeys, which is really funny because I was too little. I'd never. I don't think I'd ever seen monkeys, and I didn't know anything about space. But that those two words came into my head, uh, and that's what they look like. They look like little monkeys with big eyes. And uh, you know, after several times of me getting her up and telling her I wanted to go out and play with the space monkeys, she finally got pretty ticked off and very sternly told me to get back in bed, go to sleep. It's just a dream. And she did never want to hear about the space monkeys again. And if she did, I'd get a spanking. And by then I had had a couple of my mother's spankings and I didn't want any more. So I just kind of clammed up about it. But it didn't make anything stop. I continued to have all kinds of ET contact um, throughout my life and have had some of the most incredible experiences. Yeah, I mean, even up to a, a couple of weeks ago, had one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. So, um, you know, fast forward to adulthood, uh, I was very, very interested. Uh, I became a yogi at a very early age, about 13, started meditating, got into all kinds of deep spiritual things, uh, trying to make sense of everything. And, uh, because of that, I became very interested in the depth of consciousness, the depth of the mind. And I uh, became interested in psychology, started studying clinical psychology and 
kind of the branch I took was hypnotherapy um, and, and studied under one of the greatest programs, the greatest uh, teachers of the programs uh, at the time. And uh, by that time, you know, realized I had a lot of other gifts. I had a lot of psi gifts uh, that were, I, I guess I came in with all of them turned on. I'm psychic. I can uh, perceive and manipulate energy, um, you know, helping people heal, things like that. Uh, telepathic. I say tele-empathic because it's more than just reading the mind. It's reading the feelings, feeling the feelings. Um but anyway, um, to kind of wrap that all up, I really wanted to understand what it was I was experiencing, and by that time had heard other people were experiencing, and then in my sessions, we're hearing them talk about, uh, or they were having breakthrough memories coming through when we were doing hypnosis. Um, and and that, that kind of led me on the path where I am now, where... Uh, I do a form of hypnosis that I call quantum hypnosis. I started calling it that many decades ago. Uh, I broke off from clinical and started just doing my own thing where I pair these other gifts with a really unique form of hypnosis that gets the, the client more involved than just being a passive person laying on a couch, for instance, uh, being hypnotized and being asked questions. They really have to do some some deep work first before I'll ever work with them. And then we do some processes that I have taken from yogic techniques to kind of activate the pineal gland, which is kind of what I call the cosmic satellite dish, to open up to the quantum field where all the information in creation lies. But certainly all of the information about all the different versions of you lie. Um, I know I'm kind of going tangentially here, but in the quantum universe, we understand that there are infinite versions, for instance, of Earth and infinite versions of you on those Earths. And so you can tap into any of those and gain experience, gain answers, gain a different perspective. You can also go into an experience that maybe you have repressed in your mind like you can with clinical hypnosis, uh, which a good deal of this is, but you go into it more energetically and you can see it from what they call a 360 view, or I call it a multidimensional view. You can look at yourself from the outside, from the inside, uh, look at yourself from the eyes of the other people that you're involved with and so forth. You can fast forward, you can rewind, uh, you can go into what we call what you all call the past or the future, but it's all happening all at once now. So uh, how's that for a little quickie answer that didn't spin your head around? <laughs> I I think it's great, and, and I, I think it's very well-versed in what you do, and you're very in, in tune and on tap with what is going on in your own universe. And, and one of the things mm -hmm. that we always hear – critically about any type of hypnotherapist is how can we trust that you are not leading people 
down the path that you want them to go when they are at one of their most vulnerable states. I mean, this is something that has been highly criticized for any hypnotherapist. And I know many of them, I, you know, Leslie Mitchell Clark, Lori McDonald, uh, Geraldine Roscoe, people that I personally trust and, and you as well. But for those who may be questioning whether or not they should do this, Debs, why is it important to find a good, highly qualified and highly regarded hypnotherapist if you want to go down this angle? Well, for just the reason you just spoke about, you know, there are people who kind of know the stuff, but they're not real well-versed in, in gaining enough rapport to allow that person to really trust and know that you are going to not front-load them, for instance, on information. You're not going to ask leading questions. Really, my role in all of this is to hold spaces to get people really relaxed where they can access all of that quantum field information and just speak it out through their own voice. Uh, The questions that I ask are usually either verbatim or slightly paraphrased the questions that they provide me before we go into the session. That's part of their homework. They have to provide me with questions they want answered or situations they want explained before we ever start. And so if I ask any questions, you know, off the cuff, they're usually branched off of their questions. And I think that helps build some trust in the fact that I'm not going to to try to sway them in any way or bias them in any way because I want them to speak something. I have no dog in this race other than to take care of them. Deb, we just seem to be having a little bit of audio. I'm just going to reset my audio here. So we're going to go dead air for about one or two seconds here. So just bear with me. There we go. We should be much clearer now. Much clearer. All right. Uh, okay. So, so, you know, a lot of people, you know, I've been under hypnosis a couple of times and the last mm-hmm. time I had a regression onto what happened, I'm still waiting for the tape from Geraldine Roscoe cause I screwed up the last oh, time. Goodness. Yeah. But, um, I don't remember much of it. I really don't, mm-hmm. but I've also l- locally here in my town went under hypnosis where my guides blocked everything. They just shut mm-hmm. it down. They they brought me out, and is that normal for that to happen? If if your guides don't want you answering questions, or maybe not wanting you to know what's going on just yet. Well, it happens sometimes. It happens very rarely in my sessions anymore. It used to happen, you know, a few decades ago, but it seems like now the information that is coming through is so important that I can't even remember the last time anyone in one of my sessions came through and said, I'm not at liberty to say that, or I can't remember, or I don't, I'm not perceiving it. Um, If someone does get a little, I don't know what you want to say, like hits a speed bump and they can't perceive something, I usually just go back into the questions and reframe the question in a way that 
allows them to be more descriptive. And that's the key to this, this whole thing. They are, the more they describe, the more they put their sensory information into their answers of what they are experiencing, the deeper they go and the deeper they go, the more broad their perception is. Um, now, I have had in the past, at times, had people say, um, I'm not supposed to talk about that yet. And I honor that because maybe they're not, maybe they're not ready yet. But what happens in the sessions is that there is a prying open or maybe an unlocking of certain doors where they're able to start to allow that information to seep through slowly, like in a time release fashion so that they can handle it. Right. Um, you know, so it, everybody's different. Deb, Deb, we're getting a lot of crackling on your microphone right now. I don't know if you can maybe wiggle the cord or something along those lines to try and, uh, or if it's within your, your computer there, but it's, yeah, let me change mics here. Yeah, no, no problem. We just want to make sure that you're sounding wonderful and beautiful because I know you have a, a very strong message as to, uh, what's going on here. We want to make sure that that gets out there the way it needs to. And, and, you know, I can tell you like going through, uh, any type of meditation to go under through hypnotherapy, it's a little weird because literally it just feels like you're falling asleep. And I don't know how in depth in sleep you go. I'm not sure if it, I think I caught myself snoring a couple of times when it, when it happened, but uh, are we going into an REM state when we go into hypnosis? You're not going into REM. You're actually, if you're going into deep hypnosis, which for most people, when you're in clinical hypnosis, you're going into an alpha state, alpha brainwave state, maybe even to deep alpha. But with quantum hypnosis, you're going into theta, deep theta. And theta is where you are super focused, you're able to open up again, like I said, and access all of these different avenues of information. And yet you might still feel like you're completely awake and nothing's happening other than you're relaxed, but there are words coming out of your mouth and you may not know where they're coming from. Some people might feel like they are asleep. But I can assure you they're not. And I record all my sessions, not just audio, but video. And that's the surprising thing. Some people do say, oh, I felt like I fell asleep and I'm so sorry. I'm like, you weren't asleep. You were talking the whole time. And in fact, your body was moving. And some people even, uh, I, I give a suggestion at the beginning of the session that, you know, they're not going to be distracted by anything, that they're safe and protected but also, if their body needs to, for instance, get up and use the bathroom, they're going to go do that. Their body will do that, and they won't lose their depth of trance. They may not even remember that they do it. And I do it with a, um, a process that my guides gave me uh, quite some time ago called the pause-play process. It's just like having a remote. And so I put this suggestion in at the beginning of the session and uh, if the person's, you know, giving forth lots of information, they may say, oh, my body needs to 
relieve itself or, oh, my body needs a blanket. I need to get up and get a blanket. And I'll just say, okay, pause. And I literally, I find myself doing this with an invisible remote. I say, pause, and they get up and do whatever they need to do without losing their trance. They come back, they get into their relaxed position, and when they say they're ready, I say, play, and they just start talking from where they left off. And it's really incredible process. So, but they may not remember doing that at all. And I think that's what is so validating. They, when they go back and look at these recordings of themselves, they may even think that they remember some of what they're saying. But the cool thing is when they go back and see themselves and hear themselves, it's unbelievable. You know, uh, they're doing things they didn't think were possible and they're saying things and giving forth information that they really may not have even had any connection to uh, in the world that they live in. Where does the spiritual realm come into play in all of this? Well, I don't think there's any, there's no line of demarcation between spiritual and physical other than the oscillation rate of, of the energy that's moving, you know, uh, stuff looks solid because the molecules, if you will, the energy, are moving slower than things that, uh, like air, like oxygen, is moving much more fast. So it's oscillating faster at a higher frequency than, say, uh, a stone. And then when you get up into the higher frequencies of, of energetic expression, that's what we might call the spiritual. It's just a faster-moving form of energy, of expression. That's all everything is. It's just energy expressing at different rates of oscillation, which we call frequency. Very true. Now, your main goal, as we got under three minutes to go here before we go to break at the bottom of the hour. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, First of all, your work ethic's going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Feeling stuck when it comes to writing? Jasper is an AI writing assistant that helps you break through writer's block, create blogs, social content, add variations, really anything you can imagine, much faster than you would on your own. With Jasper's text-to-image generator, you can even create original art. Convey your best ideas better and faster with Jasper. No more blank pages or unfinished pieces. Try Jasper for free at jasper.ai today is to make connection with extraterrestrials, with Mm -hmm. uh, um, 
beings from other dimensions or other planets or or maybe from the future. Have you been able to decipher where they are coming from? They're coming from everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, and it's all in the same location. All at once, forever. Um, but we also find that as a subtext of that, you know, that's the generalization. They all come from source, and the source has no location. But the subtext of that is depending on where we are able to match their frequency and communicate, that is where they're expressing from. So they may be physical beings from another planet. They may be beings that are not physical from an entirely different dimension that we don't even have a concept for yet. Uh, So it's an open-ended answer as far as, you know, that part goes. But uh, as far as uh, where, where everyone's coming from, people were always asking me, that's one of their number one questions when they come into these sessions. I want to know where I'm from. And the answer always comes out, you're from source. Right. Okay. So have we figured out yet what source is? Because we have so many different definitions. I would call it God. Okay. We Mm -hmm. have so many definitions. Do we know what it actually is? Yeah. It's just us expressing on the highest level of frequency. That's all it is. And we're all it. We're all part of it, like cells of a body like atoms of a cell. And uh, source isn't some personification, I don't believe, unless that's easier for you to, uh, this is is just my take, it's easier for me to see source as a culmination of all that is. But uh, if it's more comforting to have it uh, look like an old man in a cloud up in the sky who, you know, doles out gifts and and, uh, blessings, that's great too. But really, I believe source is just the cumulative collection of all of life. Well, that's a good way to put it. When we come back on Spaced Out Radio with Deb Zhotke tonight, we are going to get into CE5. What's it like to connect with extraterrestrials? Can you do it? Can I do it? Well, I know I can. But can you? Have you done it before? What has been the results? And... How do you protect yourself from those who just want to have a little fun probing around? Spaced Out Radio with Deb Schottke comes and returns right after this on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. Alien talk all night long. All right, we're clear. Fun start. Fun, fun start. You having fun yet, Deb? Oh, I'm having a blast. Um, I didn't know if I was supposed to talk or not. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah, you can talk here. Yeah, I, um, I sometimes, because I work so, you know, in this open-ended architecture of the quantum field, I sometimes talk myself in circles, and I hope I'm not, you know, blasting everybody's minds by putting all these concepts together. But, uh, yeah, so you can stop me and ask for clarification anytime you want to. 
Oh, don't worry. I will. I so, so will. So, so will. Well, I'm glad we were finally able to do this because uh, it's been a long time coming. That That is for sure. And, uh, Me too. It needed to happen. It needed to happen. Let's just be blunt about it all. Well, I'm of a mind that everything happens exactly when it's supposed to happen. So I don't get too bummed out if something doesn't work out exactly the way it starts out to, you know. It was kind of sad when we had to leave off the last time, but um, a lot of cool things have happened since we talked, so oh, yeah. there's more to talk about. Very, you know? very much. Very, very much. You know, uh, you know, like for me, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, I, I'm going back towards the experiential side of everything with this show. Mm-hmm. I am I am so sick of this of this fake disclosure crap that we see oh, going on too. and the narratives that are going on. Like I find myself getting very angry and you know that isn't uh prudent for our audience mm-hmm. who is here to listen to stories and be educated on on the mm-hmm. subject you know, with proper knowledge. And I, I'm just, you know, it just amazes me too. I think part of the reason why I get so upset about it is because it amazes me how many people are buying into this narrative crap, like naive little puppies. Well, you know, everybody has their own way. And like I say, everybody's moving on the same path, but at different rates of, pace and in their own way and so you know some people are a few steps behind some people are off on the side road and it's all okay they're all we're all here to have experiences but I personally am sick to death of the whole uh, finger pointing and all of the fake disclosure and the all of the alien invasion fear-based stuff I mean you know that's just me I'm more about listening to the stories and yeah, me too. Let me ask you though. um, Do you find a difference between someone who has had an experience like a sighting or a, someone who's a multiple experiencer, you know, because I think a lot of people in, you know, with all the podcasts and YouTube channels out there on this, Subject. I think a lot of people try to sell themselves as experiencers when really all they've ever seen is a couple of dots in the distance in the sky. To me, that's mm-hmm. just somebody who has had a sighting. You know, like mm-hmm. do you do you ever wonder about the differences? Well, you know, I used to. I used to categorize a lot, but that's part of what's wrong with our society. We try too hard to label things, and when we label things, we cause more division. And really, what I believe is happening here is, you know, the these increased sightings and, and experiences are happening because the ETs and, and other beings, the higher level consciousness beings, are trying to pull us up by our bootstraps and say, look... You're stuck down in the tar pit. You need to grow up and, and come together, work harmoniously, stop 
describing everything and putting it all into little boxes because that just causes separation. So you asked about people who've had a sighting or two and, you know, lifelong experiencers. What I am finding out in my work and what I've been told by the, the teachers, th- which is okay, okay. Uh, told by the teachers, my guides, is that every human has these experiences, but they just don't remember them all at the same right. rate or in the same way. Right. That makes sense. Uh, you did say something that I would agree to disagree to. We could talk about that the next half hour if I if I remember. Good. If I remember. Love debate. Here we go. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is underway. We're about to get into some aliens with Deb Shockey. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate it. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. What is it like to have close encounter contact with extraterrestrials? Is it something we know how to react? A lot of people will act tough with it and say, hey, I would take a photo. I would take a video. I'd go right up there, shake their hand, and say, hey, do you want to go for a beer at the local bar? Doesn't work that way for the majority of us who are really trying to figure out what our eyes are seeing and what our brains are comprehending. Deb Schottke is here. She's a, a quantum hint, hypnotherapist. She's worked with experiencers for a number of years now in hundreds, if not thousands of cases. Deb, welcome back. Thanks so much, Dave. It's wonderful to be here and talk to you about this stuff. It's totally my favorite thing. So for our audience who may not understand what CE5 is, could you give them a brief description of that? Sure. Um, CE5 is um, it's an acronym for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which is an additional number to a, uh, a rating system uh, that was made, you know, about 50 years ago by a scientist uh, where there were different levels of close encounters with ET beings, okay? Um the first close encounter, the first kind is seeing, you know, like lights in the sky. Uh, second kind is uh, having some sort of physical traces, you know, radiation or a burn mark on the ground or a, a little triangular mark on your hand or something from an experience. Close encounters of the third kind is when you actually are meeting the beings face to face. Uh, close encounters of the fourth kind are being taken into perhaps a craft or to another dimension or whatever. 
And uh, back in the 90s, early 90s, Dr. Stephen Greer coined the term CE5, close encounters of the fifth kind, which is human-initiated contact. So that's really different. It's not a passive type of contact. It is we, as humans, reaching out with certain protocols, uh, those who need them, uh, to establish contact with these beings. And it works. I agree with you. It works. You know, we, uh, mm-hmm. in my spiritual groups, we've done it in the past as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but what do you say to people, Debs, who say, look, I don't care if the aliens are good or bad, if they're going to use me for a science experiment, a sex doll, food for their children or whatever. I just want to know something is out there. Re- really, how mm-hmm. do you protect yourself? Because not a- all aliens are good. Yeah, I mean, especially in in this dimension, third dimension, it's a dualistic dimension, right? So that's kind of what holds everything together. So there is light and dark, good and evil, if you want to place it that way. But what I tell people is you only attract and interact with what you are a frequency match to, okay? So what does that mean? It means that where your focus is and what your feeling state is, what your primary feeling state is, is your vibrational state. That is your frequency. So if you are a person who has the intention that you want to uh, interact with benevolent beings, you know, uh, from a higher level than, than where you live, uh, or, you know, from another solar system, whatever, but benevolent, you start there. That's your intention. And you hold that feeling state of love and compassion in your own heart, your own self. That's going to be a frequency match. And the other types, the, the kind that you, you know, the, what we call the Hollywood ETs, or we're out to, you know, do you harm and cause an invasion and all of that, that's not within your realm. You, those two things can't exist in the same spot. Do you understand? Two non-resonant frequencies cannot exist exist in the same spot, um, at least perceptually. So, what we tell people, especially beginners who come to, let's say, RCE five group locally, um, is just you know seek in your own heart if you have fears. And a lot of people do because they grew up with the Hollywood version, for instance, or what the military is telling them now or the government. Um, you know, try to have a more open mind and at least come. If you're really, really freaked out and afraid, then you probably shouldn't come till you can learn a little bit more about uh, what we do. But at least come and the protocols that we do in my group are uh, about uh, engendering heart coherence with the group. In other words, everybody in that group, we try to get them in a state of love and compassion and joy and all of the positive emotions that raises the group's vibration. We connect at the heart with certain practices, uh, guided meditations, um, you know, uh, lots of things like that. And we get the group into a certain coherence. 
And it's like sending up a beam, like a message. And those who are at least near that frequency, I often think they have to come down a little bit just to reach us. But those are going to be the people that we uh, meet up with. Never had a negative experience with an ET in all my life, nor have anyone in my groups uh, when we're doing this as a group. So if you have literally worked with hundreds, if not thousands, and that has mm-hmm. never happened with a negative extraterrestrial, nope. what is all nope. this threat narrative we keep hearing on Washington, D.C. then? Well, you know, that uh, threat narrative really serves the current paradigm of control and uh, you know, repressing of information that might disrupt the current paradigm. You know, the people who need to make money or stay in control and power don't want people to understand that they have more power than they really think they have. And we do. We're unlimited beings. That's why all of these breakthrough experiences are happening, Dave, I believe, because the main message is, is you are us. We are you. We're unlimited and so are you. You're just under the, uh, you know, indoctrinated assumption, if you will, or illusion that you aren't all that. And so you have to look to governments or financial organizations or, you know, authorities to help you get by. And it's not the truth. In fact, it is absolutely a lie. Well, one of the things that... I believe is for those people who are multiple experiencers out there, we've already had our own disclosure. We don't need the government coming out saying extraterrestrials are real or anything along those lines. I think what we want is that societal confirmation that you have someone in Washington, D.C. come up to you or come up publicly into a a news or a broadcast type setting and say people are being taken by these ETs Mm -hmm. and we don't know how to stop it or we don't know how to control it, whatever it may be, because that just launches credibility of someone who may have lost seven of their last eight jobs because they can't fall asleep at Mm -hmm. night or someone Mm -hmm. who has lost their family or their children in divorce because the other spouse doesn't buy the fact that they are being abducted by aliens. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios Mm -hmm. that this plays around, Deb. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, the, the thing that we're finding out in, in all of these cases that I've worked with, and it's, this is just not me. This is tons and tons of research has been done by other therapists and by scientists. If you've ever read any of the books that have come out of, uh, the, uh, the Institute for Noetic Sciences, Edgar Mitchell's, uh, group, um, that Renardo um, Hernandez has been publishing. That is hard data that has come from thousands and thousands of experiencers, all who were interviewed and had to fill out um, summaries of their experiences along the same lines. And all of that data has been qualified and quantified and put into books. And we're talking about thousands and thousands. These books are this thick, and there are three of them now, I think. Um, And they're all kind of saying the same thing, that what was originally thought 
by many to be a negative experience once they go in, especially with the process like I'm using, quantum hypnosis, they find out when they can see that experience clearly that there was a really, it was not negative and there's actually a very positive and often urgent message of purpose for that person coming from these experiences. Um, and that's part of what the film is about um, that, that we made, Alien Abduction Answers. It, it goes into that quite deeply. Uh, Whitley Strieber, who is uh, in our film, talks about that constantly. Uh, and, and, you know, he agrees with us that, uh, especially people who have had these experiences since they were children, um, they, they call it alien abduction, but what we're finding out is it's a volunteer program. And uh, the brain, because of all of this media uh, indoctrination, if you will, cultural indoctrination about the fear-based agenda of, of uh, or perception of an agenda of the ETs is to, you know, abduct us, experiment on us, take us away, whatever the, the scary thing is that is the topic of the day. Uh, what they're finding out is that that's their brain translating it when they come back uh, from that context. When they can see it clearly in these sessions, they see that, oh my gosh, I, this is wasn't just one time. This has been my whole... Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader -leader podcast with CEOs from Target, Pepsi, and Adobe, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So, booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable, all-inclusive vacation packages with exclusive non-stop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to AMR Collection Resorts and plan your luxury vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at applevacations.com life usually and there is an agenda of me learning how to work my purpose here and the purpose is always to move humanity forward and upward into a higher level of being um you know i.e not poisoning your planet not killing each other um, not stomping on one another to get ahead having equal and equitable abundance for all, which we can have. If we could just let go of all this divisiveness, we would learn how to do this. And that is what I believe the program is. You don't have to agree with me, but that's, that's what's been coming out in all of my sessions, and that's what's coming out in all of this research. It's incredible. So, How many people have you walked through their own experiences, and what kind of patterns have you noticed? Well, I have to say there are many hundreds. I haven't even, I mean, even just this year, I was looking in my files. I've probably worked with 250, 300 people just this year 
alone. And I've been doing this for decades. So the it's a good number of people just from my perspective. And the patterns that I see are, um, there are two types who come to me usually. Those who are curious about something that they can't quite grasp in their memory. There's just something that's bugging them. Or maybe their life has just not, it, it's just been really bumpy and they can't figure out why. But there's something in there that makes them question that there's something that's causing all this. That's the first type. The second type usually are the people who have had uh, experiences and they have some or what they think is all of the memory and it's either been really good and they want to know more or it's really terrifying and they want to know how to get over it. Like you said, the guy who has been fired from his last seven jobs because he can't sleep at night because he's terrified to go to sleep because he's afraid it's going to happen again. Okay, so there's the two types. And what we find is that when we go into the quantum field and start having them look at the situation, and here's, here's you know, to answer the question that you asked a long time ago about how do you know if you're going to be led by questioning or biased by the therapist, here's what I do. At the beginning of the session, I just say, you are going to go to the most appropriate experience or a set of appropriate experiences and report to me what is happening as a non-biased observer, like a reporter is calling in a, a news story to an editor of a newspaper from, you know, way back when, when that's how we used to do it, right? for breaking news. Um, So these people are literally unbiased when they go in. It's not subjective. It is absolutely objective. They are reporting data. What they are perceiving is happening. And it's happening in real time. And they're protected from feeling the terror and the, or the pain or whatever. Sometimes we even go through a death experience and it's always beautiful. And, and it's not, it doesn't hurt. It's, in fact, it's transforming when they have those experiences. But, um, but they, when they start to report that, uh, you know, objectively, and we're recording it, and it's coming out of their mouth, when they later look at that, it, it's almost like all the fear just dissipates. It's no longer there because they know the truth. They feel it viscerally when they come out. And I think that's what what is really healing about this type of work. And I think I'm doing this type of work, as are many other people, in their own way, because it's time for us all to, you know, I hate to say it, but revolt against the control and fear uh, agenda of some people here on Earth and, and move up. I can see that. I mean, but do we want to move up? Is it necessary for us to move up. Nope. Nope. And not everybody will. Um, eventually, I believe everybody does, but it's everyone's, you know, we all have free will and maybe you still, maybe subconsciously, most people aren't conscious of the fact that they're here to do something. They're just, you know, they're fed that line of you're born, 
you grow up, you go to school, you go to college, you get a degree, get married, get a job, blah, 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 have kids, and then you die. Um, and, you know, if you're religious, you go to heaven or nirvana or whatever. If you're good and you go someplace bad, if you're bad. But really, it's everyone's choice to be here. Just like everything that happens to you, I believe, is your choice on some level. You know, there is a higher part of you. I call it higher self. Actually, I call it my big self and affectionately call it my big. But in most of these sessions, it's termed the higher self. And the higher self is just that part of you that is in the quantum field that is directing all of the chess pieces of your life so that you can most advantageously learn, experience, and bring that into integration, you know, at some point. So there are many people on our planet right now who will, in this incarnation, never buy into this stuff, will always say that's, you know, a load of caca and we need to be very aware that there's going to be an invasion and we need to build up our military forces and all that. And that's okay. That's, that's the experience that they're here to have. And we should let them have that experience. I know that sounds very controversial, but really what we should be doing is focusing on, on our experience and deciding what it is we want to experience and then move in that direction and live that experience. You have to be accepting of it, though, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I know for me, when it started happening to me, as we got about a, about three and a half minutes to go here, for mm -hmm. every experience I had, I had a thousand questions that I knew would never mm -hmm. be answered. And it drove me insane no, and, and very anxious knowing that the answers were not out there. I, I understood through my gurus that the answers were within me. I still, to this yes. day, do not know how to unlock them. You know, so for many of us, this is where that frustration lies, Deb. Sure, sure. Well, again, you know, your your higher self, your big is driving that bus. And it's going to decide when it's okay for you you know, to hear this information from yourself. And you're right, it's all within you. The whole universe, the infiniverse, is within you. That's, you know, I think it was Carl Jung who said there's only one mind in the universe, and it's you. There's only one consciousness, and it's you. And all the reflections of you, which are the uh, what you call the others. Now, I just have to stop here and say, I'd love a crack at you one of these days just to see you know but if you're not ready you're not ready and only you know that even if the you that is talking to me says I really want to know if it is not the right time you're going to see just a piece or um, or nothing at all but that has not been my experience with clients for the longest time it's almost like they can't wait to get out the starting gate with this information. And it just comes. And these sessions take, at a minimum, they take four to four and a half hours. Some of them are going much longer. So, 
you know, like John Yost in the movie, his session was six, six and a half hours, which I usually don't let them go that long, but the information that was coming was so compelling and we were filming it raw, real time, and we had to get it on there. So we just kept going. But, um, you know, and that's what makes this different from clinical hypnosis as well. We stay with it until until it's over and you get the full message or at least, you know, what you can handle at the moment. Um, and that may be the only time you ever need to come back, you know. And I teach you how to do it for yourself so that you don't need me in the future unless you want me. So there's that too. I always teach people how to do it for themselves. Okay. Why do sessions last four hours? Because it takes that long sometimes for all the information to come through. Uh, what we usually do is we we visit one or two experiences in or what I call life realities, what you might call past or future lives, or, or even scenes from this life. And often, at least in one of those, you go through the death experience so that you can see what happens to you after you leave this body, which is always beautiful and phenomenal and brings a lot of goodness and trust and joy to the person. It's very healing. After that, I ask for permission to speak with the person's higher self or the highest level that can come through. Uh, without burning out their circuitry. And that's where everything gets tied together. That's where all those questions get answered. And that's where often information that we're not even asking for starts to come through. Like, Right. Deb, let's continue that conversation when we return yeah. on Space Now Radio. is hour number two. Deb Shakti, CE5, Quantum Consciousness, Aliens. How does it all tie together? We will be back to break it all down when we return for hour number two of Spaced Out Radio right after this. All right, we are clear, and we got about six minutes here. So I'm going to turn this over to Dirty Filth to talk about the cartoons. Deb, I'm going to step away for a couple minutes. I'll be right back. All right. <coughs> So, wow, Dirty, the, the the picture is really coming through now. This is incredible. I'm loving it. I, I was on mute for a second there. I didn't oh, that's push okay. the button. It's okay. Keep it on so I, if, I, if I'm talking to myself during the show, nobody has to listen to it. <laughs> but, so, nonetheless, though, this was a this was the uh, original drawing but when you came on last time before everything got hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Apparently in Pasco County, Florida, way back in the yonder days, a little girl seen a spacecraft come down and some robotic creatures got out. They looked like flowers that were robots or something. Cool. This is just off my little bit of notes that I got here. And they asked her where her student or her uh, school library or science lab was. Libraries, thinking about books all the time. They asked her where the science lab was, and they apparently brought this big cannon-looking thing out, and they were going to apparently destroy the science lab. Oh, my. And yeah, my notes are real terrible here, but nonetheless, though, that was it. So 
That's what I was going to draw, and that was cool. almost like 100 years ago you were supposed to be yeah. on the show, and then all this stuff went weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was like four or five months ago. But that's interesting. I ha- I don't believe I've ever heard that story, which is incredible, because I have a, you know, a vast physical and internal library of these experiences. That's really, really interesting. I, I have it saved on my actual computer downstairs, but when I find it, I'll, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll send you the link to it. Cool. Awesome. That's awesome. So these, these drawings that you make, do you, I mean, obviously with this one, you had the idea and that's, that's what you were going to depict, but it, it's so interesting to watch you as you're, as you're painting them because it, you go from one place to another uh, and it looks like just, things coalescing and, and making sense eventually it, it's a unique process that's how i feel about it and i don't know how it works it's just i sit down and i start drawing cartoons and i paint them and they work and it's one of the few things that i can generally get from my brain onto paper it works good and yeah geez that's just terrible english but no i there's no real process. I don't just do like the background first and then no. characters. It's just if I'm switching to another color and I got to switch from like darker to light and I got to fill some darker stuff in, I'll just throw some paint on there right now while I've got the little bit of dark colors wet mm-hmm. enough and everything, which is why I usually do the background first. But mm-hmm. once I start going in and using other colors, it's, it's a strange process. I can't really explain it. That's probably the it's, best I could actually right there. Well, what it brings to mind is channeling. You know, that's how channeling works. Like, this is just another form of channeling. It comes from, it's not like you try to make it happen. It just comes. And the information that comes may not be in your conscious awareness at the time. You're just kind of allowing it to express itself, right? And uh, it's almost like it's using your body your hands and your eyes to uh, to bring forth the message in the way that it wants to. So what it looks like to me is you're just pulling in information from the field and putting it on the paper in, in the way that it's coming, which isn't linear at all. It's not, you know, from my untrained eye, it doesn't look organized at all, and yet it comes out a complete picture which is just amazing you know what i i have to, can i record that and save that as the best example of how my art works oh that's yeah probably, absolutely that's how i'd explain it if i was just a little bit more articulate oops i got paint on there well, i don't that's know if it was articulate it or not it just is what it what it looks like to me what it feels like to me is that it's coming through um and that's, you know, that's how this information works. You know, that's how channeling works. It's not something that you presuppose. You know, often it's, you know, it's, it's just information that comes from out of the blue. And it organizes itself. You don't organize it, which is very different from most of the other painters that I've watched. And I'm an artist, too, and I, I do not... I do not express the way you do. 
All right, guys, we got about a minute to go here. I want to say uh, the Super Chat is open tonight if uh, you want to hit that up. If you haven't yet already, hit subscribe, ring the bell. We are here seven days a week for your listening ears. Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific, 9, 10 p.m. Eastern, Jessica Jones is here with Off the Trails, followed by Grant Baker's After Hours with Nick and Danielle. It's always a great show on the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. And of course, you can do some shopping at our website, spacedoutradio.com, at our store. We got some cool swag there. We really do. Oh, hey, Clam. How you doing, buddy? And I want to remind all of you, mark May 19th through 21st, 2023 on your calendar. Why? It's our second annual Las Vegas fan party. We want to see you all there at the Golden Nugget and Casino uh, down in Las Vegas. Come hang out with us. We're going to have a rad time. Find out more information with us on our Facebook event page. Here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. And on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Kidam. Kidam is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Quantum hypnotherapist Deb Schottke is here tonight with us talking about all things consciousness when it comes to extraterrestrials, ET contact, and learning whether or not the alien woo is good for you. Debs, thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate you coming on in. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. I'm loving this. Love this show. Thank oh, you. well, thank you so, so much. Debs, let's get right to it. ET contact. You know, many of us have had it. The majority have not. It's still quite a a taboo subject for many, many people out there because of their careers, their jobs, their family, their religion, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. We also know through the government, in retrospect, that this is a threat narrative. We shouldn't be playing with aliens. Aliens are bad. They're going to come take us over, feed us as uh, dinner food, enslave us to the depths of hell where we're going to want to die. Okay, I mean, we hear it all. We really do hear it all. Yet, for those who have contact, the majority of it, it's very peaceful. It's very loving. It's very downloading. It's very energetic. It's very... uh, enlightening it it almost sets you on a real path of the reason why we are here living today you know there are so many different takes on et contact how do you get around the stigma of it 
You know, I don't try to argue with people about the stigma. I just try to give examples of just plain logic. For for instance, you know, you go back into ancient civilizations as far back as you can find. I mean, Graham Hancock's proven, at least to me, that humans have been around for way longer than we give them credit for. And they've always left some sort of historical record of what they have experienced, whether it's pottery or cave art or carving. Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable, all-inclusive vacation packages with exclusive nonstop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to AMR Collection Resorts and plan your luxury vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at AppleVacations.com. Are you a Jeep owner or do you want to come watch a Jeep parade? Either way, West Baton Rouge has you covered. Friday, December 2nd, it's the Jingle Jeep Parade. Fun for all ages. Deadline to register is November 30th. For details or to register, visit westbatonrouge.net. Don't miss the Jingle Jeep Parade in West Baton Rouge. Come for the parade, stay for all the lights and fun. Visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the Jingle Jeep Parade. Or writings. Um, And in all of these cultures, up till now, there are depictions of what we would call visitations from star people or from people from inside the earth or from people coming up out of the ocean, you know, and they all are uh, similar to each other no matter where you look all over the world. And yet this narrative is being pressed on us right now that, you know, well, we better be careful because these people coming from outer space, they're just going to come and try to take us over or they're going to try to annihilate us or feed us to their children, as you said, or something like that. Well, if that is true and we've been visited all these maybe millions of years and it's never happened, do you think that that makes sense? It doesn't make sense. If they were going to do it, why haven't they done it? Exactly. That's my point. I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Isn't it about expanding our minds? I mean, but we are Mm -hmm. so locked into this military-industrial complex idea that they want all the toys for themselves. You know, they... You know, but I mean, the one thing that I think we have a tough time convincing people of, though, is the sci-fi aspect of it all. The fact that there Mm -hmm. could be a galactic council sitting just up in a spaceship by the moon, you know, that's judging whether Mm -hmm. or not Earthlings get to travel interstellarly, you know, whether or not Mm -hmm. uh, they are protecting us from other alien species. If a nuclear war broke out today, there's all these rumors that aliens are going to come down and take the missiles out because they want to see humanity survive and thrive and and expand their consciousness. I mean, that's all fine and dandy for a Hollywood movie, but how do we know this Mm -hmm. is actually going on out there? Because in reality, many of us will say, show us the proof. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, number one, which reality are you talking about? Because there are infinite realities, and what you're focused on might not be the same one that I'm focused on. They're very similar and have a lot of overlaps, but yours might include, you know, uh, an alien invasion. Mine does not. But um, the, the main thing that I can say is that, you know, some people do really, you know, have connection to a galactic federation, let's say, a council. And, uh, and there are rules of, about, you know, how far our species can go and all that. Again, that is one reality or a few realities. It's not all of them. When you look at it, all of this is consciousness. It's just consciousness. It's just different layers of being and expression in infinite ways. Um, because we have free will, we get to decide hopefully consciously, which one we want to participate in. And that's the one we have to focus on. And that's the hardest message to give people is that because it bears responsibility, right? Um, if I'm going around saying you can live in, you know, a utopian society with the rest of the beings uh, that you live with and co-create and make even better societies as you, you know, gain more knowledge well, that sounds really, really woo-woo, and it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I know it's true. I, I've been shown it, and many people have been shown it, and not just right now, but throughout the ages. You it, Listen to the people you know, from different spiritual um, texts and, and different uh, thought leaders and teachers from the ages. They all say the same thing, that that's how we're supposed to live, we're supposed to love one another, we're supposed to do for each other, we're supposed to have service to others, not service to self, and that's how we accomplish it. At the bottom of all of this, I believe all beings are reflections of us. If I could put it a different way, you ask what source is. Here's what I believe. Source is a infinitely faceted perfect jewel and each facet is one point of perspective of the whole you're a facet i'm a facet uh donald trump's a, a facet gandhi's a facet you know attila the hun is a facet none of them are better or worse than any other they're just different points of perspective of this one jewel, if you will, the being, the source, consciousness. And if that is true, and I believe it's true, how can we, if we're true to ourselves, if that is our desire, is to ascend in our own consciousness to a place where we live in a society like that, how can we then judge someone else? How can we get in someone else's way? How can we hate somebody or continuously blame someone for what is happening with us? We can't. 
but it takes a lot of work. And I think that we're just doing this in incremental steps. So things like, uh, you know, realities, like you said, where the Galactic Federation is up there making decisions for our fledgling society might be true, but it doesn't have to be the only reality. It's not the only reality. So it depends on which one of these realities you want to choose as your own, at least for a time, and sustain your focus on. And that's the key. The more you sustain your focus on something, the more it solidifies as your reality. So that's the practice. So how do we know what is reality and what's imagination? It's all reality. Imagination is not something fake. Imagination is your tuning device to the grander realm of reality, to the field, basically. When you are using your imagination, when you're daydreaming, when you're making stories up, for instance, you're a writer, you're not, you know, it's not some frivolous, uh, invalid reality. You're tuning in to a frequency and bringing it out into the public or bringing it into your own awareness. That's all imagination is. Anything you can imagine, you just created. And it, and it lives forever because all energy lives forever. It just changes form and function. Comment from Gordon in our chat room. Would love to have a reading from you, Deb, on a UFO I seen crash into the Missouri River. No one takes me seriously. I don't know. Maybe you could reach beyond and see if you get a message if that's true or to see if it's true. Well, by virtue of what I just said, it's absolutely true. Anything that you can say, even if he just made that up to put in the chat, it's happened on some level of reality. He just tuned into it and asked the question. And so I can unequivocally say, yes, that's true. That did happen. It may not have happened in my reality. I live in Missouri too. I don't know if it happened or not. But what I can tell you, Gordon, is it did happen because you tuned into it with your question. And uh, that's how this works. All realities are true for the people who are focused on them. Look, quantum science says nothing exists until it is observed by a perceiver. But what I've been told is that's not quite the entire explanation. Everything exists, but it exists only as a probability until someone observes it. When it, when it is observed, i.e., even through the tuning device of the imagination, the play button is hit and it becomes reality. The play button is within all of us. I get that. I, I, yes. think, I think we all understand that, but most of us have a hard time tuning in. Most of us have a hard time relaxing, finding that five minutes to meditate or to, or to channel or to, to be a part of what we need to move on in a more spiritual realm within ourselves. So where do we find mm -hmm. that? How do we find that? Is it in a group setting? Is it uh, something that we have to find on our own journey? Yes and yes. 
It can be either or, or all of the above. Um, the, the knowledge, the wisdom exists forever. It's already within you. So you can choose how you want to come about it. Let's say you're not a person who enjoys being in group activities. Going to a group meditation session is probably not going to be for you. So we live in a wonderful age where you can look things up on YouTube even and get some sort of a guided journey. You can specify with keywords what kind of thing you want to experience and you will get that instantly. It's a wonderful magical time. So you can do this with any practice. In fact, you know, you don't have to do the sitting on a, coach, uh, a cushion chanting OM for 20 minutes uh, type of meditation. You could do like some of the ancient indigenous cultures in Africa have done for millennia and dance yourself into a trance. Some of these these civilizations have rituals where they dance for days without stopping, without eating or drinking. And what happens to them? They go into a trance state. Uh, why is that? I can give you some neurobiology science if you want it about why that works. But sure. uh, it's it, it, basically you have a little tiny pea-sized gland up in the top of the center of your brain called the pineal gland. And its job, physiologically, is to create hormonal cocktails to uh, reinforce what the body is um, experiencing. For instance, if you are being chased by a saber-toothed tiger as a, you know, ancient being, an ancient person on this earth, uh, if they did live at the same time, let's just use that as an example. That person is going to have a huge rush of adrenaline and other supportive uh, hormones rushing through their body instantaneously because of the flight and fright re response, the fear response, right? Uh, the pineal gland and the pituitary gland secondarily are doing that. If you are... Uh, doing something very pleasant like dirty filth is you know creating a painting down there and he gets in the zone and he loses his sense of time and sense of awareness of his spatial reality and his sense of his body he is in a completely different brainwave state because his pineal gland has given him a hormonal cocktail of of uh, endorphins and dopamine and some serotonin and some DMT. Believe it or not, that little bit of DMT that the pineal gland is secreting allows him to be more visionary. And the same thing happens when you do extensive breath work, when you do cold therapy, when you do exhaustive dancing or ecstatic dancing. That's why people like to go to these trance dance uh, events, these big festivals, and they dance for several days. They get into a visionary state because when you get the body into a place where it's either really, really highly joyful or very exhausted to the point of maybe even feeling like it's going to die, you elicit DMT because that's what happens when you do cross that threshold 
and start to leave the body at the end of your life. The brain is flooded with DMT. And that's why you see people usually have, you know, if they're, if they're passing in a, a place where you can witness that and, and they're comfortable, they usually have a beautiful experience. Even if they've been in pain and suffering for days, uh, suddenly they're like, oh, you know, there's an angel or there's your mother. or And I've witnessed that personally myself. The DMT helps them cross that bridge. So take ghost dancers from our Native American culture, the, the guys who, who, you know, pierce their chests and hang from leather thongs from a pole and dance and pull uh, buffalo skulls around the circle for days and days without stopping, without eating or drinking. They are getting close to an exhausted state or a semi-death state. And the pineal gland signals, oh, time to establish that visionary state. And that's, that's when they have their vision quest. The same thing happens when, uh, you know, you do extensive, exhaustive breath work. And then hold the breath and squeeze. You're literally pressurizing that pineal gland. The, the little crystals inside it are all vibrating at the same rate of high oscillation and it becomes then a radio tower or a radio satellite dish right there in your own head just like every electronic device works that we have on our planet right now all works by crystals um, you know those crystals are now simulated by uh, silicon chips but it, it's all the same thing um, why is this? I just believe it is the common thread that holds all of consciousness together. This is why people who uh, do plant medicines like psilocybin or ayahuasca or uh, bufo, they are merging with the DMT spirit through those plants or through those substances. And the same thing is happening, but you're taking it into your body rather than just producing it from your own pineal gland. You're enhancing that, basically. And what happens? You have a visionary state. A lot of people say they merge with consciousness, merge with God, whatever. And it's the same thing. It's all the same thing. No matter where you look, there you are as consciousness. I'm not a proponent of stimulants or psychedelics in order to make contact. I don't think it needs mm -hmm. to be done. I think that mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, we're always looking for an easier way, and I think people have been convinced that ayahuasca or or psilocybin or other uh, hallucinogenic drugs are the way to do it. I'm not saying that they don't work. I just wouldn't trust the results. You know, the one thing that I have learned through all of this in my own growth is that if you have a group of people who are on the same energetic level as you, that is quite enough in order for you to see things that you've never seen before. And Right. And I, I, for me, as we got about a minute to go, I'm getting frustrated where I see all these people taking these these narcotics that they've never taught before but they believe it's it's all in the in the name of spiritual enhancement 
when in reality you don't need it. Yeah. Well, one correction, none of the things I just talked about are narcotic. They are not a narcotic. They are a psychedelic, but not a narcotic. But I agree with you, they're not needed. Now, they are very helpful. What we're doing a lot of research on now, especially Johns Hopkins, uh, they're very helpful in assisting people in healing from anxiety and depression and Parkinson's and PTSD and so forth. So that's a whole other subject that we can get into at another time. But you don't need them to make contact. I absolutely agree with you. I just see a lot of people, you know, uh, from uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers on mm-hmm. on down really promoting the psychedelic aspect of mm-hmm. of contact and consciousness and everything. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like I'm Nancy Reagan here. But I, I don't mm-hmm. I do believe it's dangerous and it's a dangerous precedent that we are setting for other people trying to find their spiritual ways. But we we can return and talk about that on Spaced Out Radio tonight. Deb Schottke is our guest. We have her for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. Let's rock it right on through. ET contact next on the Mighty SOR. All right, we're clear. Cool. Mm-hmm. You having fun yet? Oh, I'm having a blast. I love this. I love talking to you. You really stimulate my own mind, too, and make me have to think, you know. So thank you for that. Oh, no worries. No worries. We'll try and get some audience questions in next as well cool and i'm loving how the painting's coming out that's our dirtest filth (laughs) he is one dirty guy (laughs) well he does have some paint on his fingers that is why he's dirty right there (laughs) You know, it's funny, he's, uh, he told the story about why he's painting this particular picture of these kind of flower robot aliens. I don't think I've ever seen any like that. I've seen lots of different kinds, but I've never seen that kind before. So that's, I'm interested in the story that he told me about it. I, I've never heard that story. So uh, I'm gonna re- I want to research that when I get off here. Oh, Dirty Filth comes up with some beauties every now and again. Like every night. (laughs) We don't know where it comes Mm -hmm. from. It just arrives. Oh, cool. I see he sent me the story. So now I don't have to go looking. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. 
Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, first of all, your work ethic is going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Are you a Jeep owner or do you want to come watch a Jeep parade? Either way, West Baton Rouge has you covered. Friday, December 2nd, it's the Jingle Jeep Parade. Fun for all ages. Deadline to register is November 30th. For details or to register, visit westbatonrouge.net. Don't miss the Jingle Jeep Parade in West Baton Rouge. Come for the parade, stay for all the lights and fun. Visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the Jingle Jeep Parade. Hi, Scrub-a-Dub-Dub. Hi, uh, Shelly Montgomery. Uh, Hello, Lunar Tina. Oh, hey, Clam, once again. Dana Shackleton, welcome to Spaced Out Radio. Actually, no, Dana, I don't need to do more research on psychedelics before I start uh, being a Debbie Downer. Lots of benefits and saves lives. I'm not saying that it isn't. I didn't say that it isn't. What I'm saying is it's not necessary if you want ET contact. And as someone mm-hmm. who suffers very openly with depression and anxiety, I know it works for me. I am not on medication for it. I prefer not to be on medication. And you know what? I end every night of my life, every night on a high because I need to in order to sleep. My high is this show, and I take it very seriously. And this mm-hmm. has become my narcotic, my my uh, my drug for my depression and anxiety. So, yeah, I have flipped from narcotics to radio. So it's your medicine. It's my medicine. Everybody is different. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do my research. I already know my research. So. Uh, since you're new here, I'll give you uh, the grace of of uh, not knowing who I am or what I'm about before you start lecturing me. So thank you. Kufunia, how are you? Applesauce, good to see you. Corey Cole, thanks for coming on in. Dr. Kelly, how are you? We'll talk to you on Monday. Vin Man, what's happening, my brother in Winnipeg? Do you have like 17 feet of snow yet? You got to be close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> We got one minute. One minute.
Uno Momento. What do we got here? 30 seconds. Super Chat is open for tonight. Our store is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our website. And, of course, we want you in Las Vegas. May 19th to 21st, 2023 at the Golden Nugget for the second annual Spaced Out Radio Fan Party. Our entire team is going to be there. We're going to have some incredible special guests hanging on out like Grant Cameron, Lorian Fenton, Jim Goodall, many others. Here we go, everyone. past the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you have missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davy the favor. Hit that subscribe button. It's my robot voice. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go, final half hour with the amazing and talented Deb Schottke. All right, we are hanging on out, talking all things about ET contact. Right before the break, we were talking about psychedelics do they work do they not do you need them do you not you know and deb there's still a you know a little bit of controversy around that but more people are opening up to the i guess the way i look at it more people whether they use psychedelics or not are opening up to look for something else Mm -hmm. you know yes for the majority of our lives whether you were just born 10 years ago or you were born 50 years ago, we were ingrained that everything revolved around the church one way or another. Mm -hmm. Now as more people pull away from organized religion to find their own spirituality, to find out their own answers, whether it's going out into nature, whether it's psychedelics, whether it's ET contact, we do see a real transition in humanity, especially here in North America. Maybe not so much in other countries, but here at least. How is this, you know, along with any potential ET contact, going to affect mankind or humankind moving forward? Well, it's a good question, Dave. But really what I what's coming to me is the more we seek for to understand, the more intelligent we become, the wiser we become. And I think the wiser we become, or the more, let's just say, the more information we gather, I hope that the wiser we will become and the less warlike, negative, controlling, and greedy we become, and and eventually we start to work together and form one of these, you know, level one or higher civilizations. We're not even a level one civilization if you go by that hierarchy that... Uh, Michio Kaku talks about a lot, um, the astrophysicist who who coined that. Um, it's 
I think it, it is very apparent to me, you know, I'm, I'm an old person. I'm, uh, I'm past way past my, my mid sixties. It's way apparent to me in just the last 20 years that there is a huge expansion of people wanting to find out who they are, why they're here, what's the universe all about. They're constantly seeking knowledge. And, you know, what they do with it is their own business. But, uh, you know, this incarnation, what I've been told, this timeline, this life that we're in right now is a pinnacle one where we kind of jump over that threshold. And they say, they say that these beings are telling us through all these sessions and through channeling and everything, you just look everywhere and you, you hear the same message, that we get very close to self-annihilation before we decide to come together and work as one. And you look around you. It's getting pretty close, you know. I'm not trying to scare anyone because there's nothing to fear. If you ever came into one of my sessions and had that part where you experience your own passing and you see firsthand and report verbally in the session and it's recorded what happens when you leave what I call this spacesuit behind, there is, you just also leave behind any fear of death. There's just no reason to fear it because there really is no death. There's just a change of form and function in the energy that you are. So if, if many people, if enough people had that conscious experience or one like it, like the unity consciousness experience you're talking about or, you know, oneness in meditation or like you get it from having this show every night, you get a hit of something, joy. Right. If enough people have that, then we hit critical mass and the whole society starts to tilt that way. And the ones who don't want to go with it just simply, uh, they, they stay back, but they're a minority at that point. You know, there are always going to be some minorities, but that's a self-imposed minority. So I don't know if that helps, but that is what I'm witnessing. It's my greatest wish and prayer that it hurries up and happens and that people start to wake up and, and realize there is way more to them and to life than we've ever been told. And that most of what we've been told is a lie and it's a control mechanism. And we don't have to, you know, if you don't participate in the control mechanism, you're not controlled anymore. Very true. Very true. I want to ask you, you ever flown the ship? Oh, Yes. What's that like? Oh, yes, many times. Um, it depends on which ship it is. And uh, most of it, uh, in my experience, since I was a child and on, uh, even to recently, is that ships aren't really, they're not needed, number one. Most beings travel in consciousness. And to have an experience with humans, often they manifest a ship or some sort of physical form so that, you know, you have some sort of context 
for the viewer or the other participant. But but they are there are mechanical ships, there are physical ships, and I've been in them. They work by merging with your consciousness. There are very few, if any, controls in these in these ships, in these craft. It's all controlled by consciousness and dare I say they are fueled by love. Now that's really woo. But that's been my experience. It's extreme. You have to have a you have to have a feeling state and a desire to propel yourself to another point in non-local reality in consciousness, which is what everything is. Oh, I agree with you that everything is consciousness. Everything is interconnected. And I learned a lot of that mm-hmm. from from the studies of Grant Cameron. And and the fact- My dear friend Oh, uh, he's just a Love wonder- Grant. wonderful, wonderful human being. Wonderful yes, human he being. Is. And he's my mentor uh, and hero in this field. He really is. Mm-hmm. You know, and and as we see more people going down the consciousness aspect, how do we open up when we are barraged daily by social media, by the news, by what's being said mm-hmm. at the locker room, what's being said at the gym, what's being discussed at work. You know, we live in a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week society now. It's not like we yeah. have the opportunity to calm down and, and smell the roses anymore. We don't guard mm-hmm. it anymore because we got to get ready to go out to eat with friends or go grab that coffee or or, you know, we don't take the time to watch a sunset anymore. You know, I mean, these are all little fruits that we have on this beautiful planet that we just don't seem to to grasp the importance anymore because life is so mm-hmm. fast. We're looking down at our phone rather than staring at the stars and seeing the, all the craft that are flying around us. How do we truly how do we change that in our lives? Because telephones, social media, news, it's all become an addiction. Yes, you have to make a conscious choice and you have to be disciplined. And uh, that's some of the messages that keep coming through as well. You know, these things are not evil. These are, technology is great, but you have to be conscious and use them with discernment. And part of that discernment is knowing when to put it down and go outside and take a walk in the sunshine and breathe the fresh air and listen to the birds uh, or just go off by yourself for a few minutes and be with yourself without having any other distractions. And that means really turning everything off and being disciplined and doing that for amount in an amount of time, even if it's three minutes a day, every day, because it's like lifting spiritual weights. The way you get into alternate realities, the way you get into higher frequencies than this physical dimension is to literally interact with the physical dimension that was here at the beginning, which is nature, which is stillness, which is going within yourself. And so there are many paths up the mountain. They all work, but some are just faster and easier. And that's the fast track for me. 
meditation, breath work, spiritual practice, whatever your spiritual practice is, um, getting into the flow state, whatever that means. And I was talking to Dirty Filth a while ago about his creative process there. If you lose, if you do whatever you do that makes you lose your sense of time, your sense of your body, and your sense of the outside world, you're in a flow state, i.e. the theta brainwave state that we were talking about at the beginning of this interview, which is the state that I get people into for quantum hypnosis so they can access the field and get any information they need at any time and have any experience that they need to replay or visit. It's all connected. So do what makes you get into that flow state or the theta state. If painting is your jam, paint. Playing music, hosting a radio show, um, volunteering at the soup kitchen, whatever. Whatever brings you joy, love, peace, compassion, do more of that. And you can't go wrong. It will expand. I love that advice. Love that advice. And, and you know, if I, if I may please add to that for just one second. Since I, moved, since I moved out of the city and moved into the middle of nowhere where I live now in a community of, of 1,100 people. Okay. okay. The, yeah. one, the one thing that I had forgotten was the power of nature. The, the power of water and just see, yes. seeing water, which is very cleansing. And yep. believe it or not, and I, trust me, I am not a, a tree uh, a tree hugging hippie at all. Okay. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I am not. But I will tell but I will say this. If you go up to a, an old growth tree mm-hmm. and you hug that tree, you will feel actually feel its energy coming back into you. Yep. And I was blo- it's called communion. And I was blown away when this happened to me. So when I'm out in nature now and I go out and I see a you know a a tree that's standing 80, 90, 100 feet tall and you know that mm-hmm. tree it has been around for about 100, 150 plus years, mm-hmm. 200 years. And you and you go tell that tree, you are beautiful. Wow, you are yeah. gorgeous. And you hug it, you can actually feel the tree talking back to responding. you. And responding with the most positive energy that you will ever feel. And Absolutely. Now, of course, I mean, if it's a dead tree, it's not going to work. And I will cut it down with my chainsaw. Right. But, you know, if it's a well-groomed and and healthy tree and -hmm. maybe it survived a forest fire or two or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's got some battle scars and you tell that tree it's beautiful, it will respond back. It is the it is the trippiest thing ever. I love you for that, Dave. I literally live in the house I live in right now because in the front yard there are two at least 150-year-old trees who've seen a lot of life. And just across the street from that, from me, is a lake. And without those elements being right here, 
I probably couldn't do the work I do I that I'm doing that. now because they support me in this work. That is sometimes my meditation is literally sitting on my front step, gazing at that lake with a breeze making the sunlight, uh, you know, dance around on the little peaks of the waves. And I go into a trance state just looking at that. And I literally can hear that water communicating with me. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I know that sounds crazy, but it's like hugging the tree. I agree. You are commun- you're having a state of communion. And I think it's really weird. It's like a Zen Cohen because to get yourself free from this third dimensional, rigid, dualistic, karmically pattern construct that we call earth life and into the next level where most of these beings live or beyond the way you do it is to connect more with the physical aspects, the elemental aspects of this planet. It's the craziest thing. And the more you get away from it and you're tied to your technology and you're tied to your friends and you're tied to the news and all that, you lose that connection, it's harder to escape what I call hit escape velocity and move into the next level. Oh, yeah. Because you're just distracted. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, how many times, you know, whether it's for CE5 or or whatever, do you actually take yourself and put yourself in a situation, take yourself out of the concrete jungle or even your box house that you live in, and actually go and feel nature. For me, every day. And if I don't, I'm dead. I'm in big trouble. But the majority of the public but is you're not speaking doing rhetorically. That. Rhetorically, yeah, they're not the doing public, that. The public is not doing that. And, you know, and it, that is part of the practice. Yeah. Go outside. Go outside. Get out of your house. Get some sunlight on your skin and in your eyes. Take your contacts out. Take your sunglasses off. Don't stare at the sun, but get some light in your eyes, on your skin. Breathe the air. Move your body. And shut up and listen to the world around you, the natural world. Touch the earth. Touch the plants. You know? Uh, If you sit there long enough out in the woods, animals will come up to you. You know, it's funny you were saying, you, you mentioned that because... Earlier this year where we found a Sasquatch track, my buddy mm-hmm. Paul was casting it, and I had my back to Paul, and I said, Paul, something is watching us right now. So- Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit NetCredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit NetCredit.com slash partners for more information. Something is watching us. And we're in the middle of the forest here. We're in the mm-hmm. middle of the forest. And, and, and this area has grizzly bears, black bears, mountain lions, everything. Giant thousand pound moose. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things that could kill you. 
right. and I and I said to Paul, I said, Paul, I get the feeling we're being watched. And you know what? It's amazing how when you're out in nature that your 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 intuition picks up big time. Mm-hmm. Because I turned around it does. I turned around and about seventy five feet behind me was a deer staring at us. And I was yeah. now uh, trust me, I am thankful it was a deer. Very yeah. thankful because of what it, you know, I didn't need, uh, you know, <laughs> old, old uh, grizzly bear, you know, who's a little yeah. pissed off at life hanging on out and uh, at, looking at uh, fat boy Dave for his next meal. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. I'll be, I, uh, Debs, I'll be honest with you. If a bear, ate, <laughs> it, it, it was the middle of the spring. And if that bear would have ate me, he would have just went right back into hibernation because he had enough. <laughs> oh, my God, stop. But oh, I wish we had another hour because the just recently when I did the the big CE five training retreat up in Wisconsin a few weeks ago, we had numerous Sasquatch experiences during the CE five, and with other beings as well in the forest surrounding us. Incredible, and I'm telling you, it was as real as real gets. Um, it's a beautiful and, thing, but it's because we were all in that high level frequency state as a coherent group that we were able to do that. And of course we had lots of sky activity as well and other things, but can you do, that's for another, another time. Can you do CE five inside or does it have to be? Outside? Yes. No, we do it inside a lot. I mean, you know, I live in Missouri. Uh, we have some pretty harsh winters here and we don't like to, just do it during the summer. So we hold our uh, groups inside and we have had phenomenal results inside. In fact, I've have, I have videos of, of uh, manifestations and things happening inside during our, our indoor CE5. So yeah, it happens anywhere you want it. You can do it with a group. You can do it by yourself. You're just initiating contact. And when you send that message out with love and joy and peace and the desire to communicate with higher level beings, benevolent beings at the very least, you will get contact. I promise you, you just have to have an open mind and not limit how it comes or how it's going to manifest. I think, I think that's great. With two and a half minutes to go, Deb, do me a favor. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell everybody where they can find your work, how they can get in contact with you if they want a hypnosis or regression or anything along those lines, because I think you have really impacted a lot of people tonight in, in so many different variables of the topic. And a lot of people are so hurting for answers. And, oh, and thank you. I, for I appreciate and, it. And I think uh, you're one of the good ones in order to to try and bring that out. So if you could take a minute or so to, to let our audience know uh, what you're going to be up to for the rest of the year and how they can get a hold of you, that would be wonderful. Great. Well, the rest of the year, uh, we actually, I just kind of went on hi- hiatus for retreats. I did my last one a couple weeks ago, as I said, until about... March or April of 2023. Uh, we are currently trying to get started working on the second movie of a trilogy that of the first movie, which was Alien Abduction Answers, which I hope everybody will 
go and stream or buy the DVD or, or buy the download. There, It's everywhere. Um, it's even free on Tubi, so uh, you can get that now. Um, so, And I am working constantly with clients at this point uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, people can seek me out at my website. It's it's just www.debsshakti.com, and you can see how my name is spelled there. Um, and I'm on all social media platforms under that name, so you can look for me on any of them. I'm highly active uh, just because so many people love to interact with me, and I love interacting with them. So, you know... Um, Facebook, Insta, TikTok, LinkedIn, all of them. And uh, I would love to work with all of you, whether it's through quantum hypnosis, channeling the star teachers or other beings, working with you energetically. Often these sessions are all of the above. Uh, so don't worry if you can't figure out what to do. You can always message me and and, and uh, we can talk about it. But I love working with everybody. I love being able to help people. And I love hearing their stories and helping them understand what it's about. So, Well, this has just been an enlightening and encouraging conversation tonight with you, Debs. And uh, we Thank very you. much love it. We will definitely bring you back on Spaced Out Radio because this was a lot of fun. Coming up next. Thank you, Dave. Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Coming up next, we're going to head to the swamp. Then our resident Timbit, little Timmy Senor, will be here for the UFO report. Stay tuned. Third hour of Spaced Out Radio is next. Great job, Deb. Oh, thank you. I'll give thank you a few you. claps I, for that. Thank you. I, I just loved it. You really, you really get me going. So, and I love the painting, the way the cartoon came yes, out. Yes, that That's turned beautiful. out well. That turned out very well. Pasco County Robot Cars. Wow. That's so amazing. That's dirty filth for there you. you oh, oh, there you go. There you go, dirty. Straighten it out. Looks awesome, buddy. Looks awesome. Even has some little mushrooms in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. <laughs> They just came through. Well, you know, the mushrooms are, are part of the mycelium network that really connects everything on this planet. I'll let you it, guys The mycelium network is everywhere. And uh, so anywhere you see fungi, or fungi, pardon me, uh, there are millions of miles of a natural internet network under our soil. And it's all connected. Wow. And it, it it comes from the mushrooms, from the fungi. So if you don't know anything about that, just look up Mycelium Network. And uh, if you want, I'll send you a link to something later. So. Well, you can send me that stuff, too. I... Yeah. Mushrooms are interesting. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. They, you know, originally we think they came from outer space as space, spores, space spores and landed here. So, uh and they started our our uh, internal network, the natural internet under the ground. Remember the movie Avatar, where they would you know link in to the oh they put those weird right into the ground, right into the ground or into the plants. 
that's what they're talking about. Our planet has that under the soil, everywhere, no matter where you go. And it's all connected, which is super trippy when you think about it. So we think we're, uh, you know, the the top of the of the hierarchy of intelligence on this planet. And we know nothing compared to what those guys know. So it's pretty interesting. But I love the I love the cartoon and I can't wait to go and research that that case now. That's really interesting. Well, I sent you a link to it. Uh, if you, if you yeah. give me your address or mailbox or some P.O. box or something, I'll frame this sucker up and send it to you. <gasps> really? Cool. Thank you. No, I will give it to you. I'll I'll send it to you in just a minute, actually. I saw that you sent me the in a text, so I can't wait. Now, can people hear us still? Yeah, they can still hear us. I'm, okay. I'm still trying not to swear as best as I can. So Me too. Me too. I'm trying to be really good. We're, um, still, we're still off the thing, so if you do swear, Dave can't get too mad at us. Oh, it's all right. I won't swear. Uh, it's hard, but I won't. Uh, let's see. I'm just typing out my address for you so you can send that to me because I would love to have it. I'll even send you one of the Christmas cards I've been sending out to people. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I'll send you one back. Nice. Sorry, I type really slowly with my thumbs, so. <clears throat> I just use two pointer fingers when I'm using the keyboard. Don't worry about it. That's that's how my hubby types on his phone, but I type with my thumbs, so. Anyway. So what's up next? Then you have another guest on after this. Is that true? Uh, I think we got Tim Senor coming in, talking about UFOs, and then. Cool. Um, Dave's probably going to rant about something, <laughs> and there'll probably be a creepy story. Awesome! And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go feed the cats some snacks because they deserve it. Whenever Dave gets back, yeah, it's always Friday at the end of the show. At the, at the end of the show, I always take a handful of this like meow mix, cat mix, treat stuff, and I just throw it on the on the in the kitchen cow, on the kitchen floor, and all the cats go crazy and. Mrs. Phil shakes her head at me and she's like, that's why the cats are fat. I'm like, nope. Just because oh, it's cold it outside, they can't go out. Yeah. They're not actually fat. But... I saw one of them earlier. It was so cute. Just walking right across, oh, yeah. Blob right across had to show the screen. Up. I'm very surprised. My husband probably locked my dogs up for this thing because they, you know, anytime I'm, you know, in the energy talking like I do, um, they come bursting in the room. So... Dogs are good that way. Yeah, love them. They love them. Uh, the, my one dog uh, snores really loudly, and when I'm doing sessions, he always finds a way in the room, even if I have the door latched. And he's a giant dog. He's like a 150-pounder. And he lays right in front of my system, and you can hear him snoring really loudly. And several people have remarked, what was that beautiful droning sound during the session? It just took me deeper and deeper and deeper. Like that was my dog snoring. Sorry, <laughs> you know. So he's he's a he's an assistant in these sessions. Deb, we have to say good night to you tonight because we got to get ready for hour three here. But thank you so much for coming on Wait. Spaced Out Radio. You're you're a true blessing. Thank you, my dear. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dirty. I loved it. Thanks to all the viewers. <clears throat> Love all of you, and uh, we'll see you later. Take care. Good night. Thanks, Deb Shakti, everyone. Isn't she just a gem? 
She's just a gem. Yep, that she is. All right, big thank you tonight to Marty and Stacy for the super chats tonight. Very much appreciate the love and support for SOR. And uh, really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. And uh, I apologize I didn't get to any questions. Uh, I will try better next time. Here we go with hour number three, everyone. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hi to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Kidam. Kidam is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. I have lived most of my life in Montana. I grew up near the Crow Reservation and knew quite a bit about their history and lore. During the summer of 2020, I worked at a local state park that had been a part of the Crow's traditional land. It is a site that contains a lot of their history, from things like pictographs to actual burial sites. My manager would tell me about the area, and I loved hearing the stories that fueled the legends around it. But one day, I learned just how correct the codes are. It was a hot July day, and I had snuck out of the visitor center to take a break from people. I walked into a gully and climbed up onto a rock that let you see the center and remain out of sight. It was also the only place where I had cell service. I enjoyed sitting in the shade, listening to the birds, but another sound caught my attention. It was the sound of rustling bushes further up the gully. I tried not to panic, but my manager told me a mountain lion would sometimes wander around here. There was no exit in that direction due to the earthquake that blocked the path, only allowing a small stream through the large boulders. No matter what it was, it had to come my way. The rustling got closer until it was just above me. I peeked over the rock to see absolutely nothing. I sat still, watching the spot, but my fight-or-flight motion kicked in, and I ran down the narrow path back to the visitor center. I thought that was it for my worry, 
but things got weirder over the next couple of days. A few days later, I walked into the center to see my two co-workers staring at a display case that showed Native American tools. I asked what was wrong, and one of them pointed at the glass that covered the artifacts. Tiny handprints covered the case traveling in every direction as if something had climbed it. I didn't think much of this, but I didn't feel it was strange since our park barely got any visitors due to the pandemic at the time. We got a few travelers, but rarely did they come into the center. We cleaned off the case without another thought and got back to work. The next day I came in and once again my co-workers were gawking at the case. The tiny handprints were back. I started to get nervous and we cleaned all the glass as quickly as possible. Later that day, as I was alone in the visitor center at the front desk reading a book, I started to hear something like a radio play in the back room. I listened for a bit, trying to make out what was playing, but it was too muffled to pick anything out. When I stood up to investigate, it went quiet. This happened a few times over the next few days. One day, the sounds were getting so annoying and I decided to sit outside next to my manager. We talked for a bit, and somehow we talked about crow lore. One that is popular in crow culture is the little people, a group of small humanoid creatures that like to cause mischief. If you see one, that means you are going to experience misfortune. They will do anything to get you to leave, such as throwing rocks or setting up traps. I made a joke about spending the night at the center and camping near the cave that has pictographs. My manager stopped me quickly and told me that that would only put me in danger. He said many people had tried it and no one stayed the whole night. Something always chased them away. So I gave up on staying at the park alone. After that, though, things just kept getting worse. I stopped going to my rock due to a weird noise coming from the gully. The radio noise was playing more often. Then something happened that led my manager calling a medicine man to the center. I was sitting inside. My manager was on the phone talking to a water testing facility since the water had suddenly become undrinkable. He angrily hung up on the phone and said he was going out to smoke. I watched him leave and then returned to my book. After a while, I started to hear talking from the back room. I listened and it kind of sounded like it was my manager talking. It sounded like he was talking about the water testing people. I couldn't make out exactly what he said, but he was angry. I kept listening as I stood and walked out to the front of the window to see if anything was interesting outside. A few cars were in the parking lot, but everyone avoided the visitor center like usual. I noticed someone walking up the sidewalk to the center. It was my manager. A sudden chill ran down my spine and I began to shiver. The talking in the other room was still happening. When my manager got inside, I explained quickly what was going on, and he could hear it too. But it stopped as we approached the door to the room. We rushed inside, and of course there was nothing and no one there. The back door was even locked. My manager immediately got on the phone and hired a crow medicine man to come the next day. They performed a cleansing ceremony that took a few hours. After that, everything seemingly stopped. No more radio noises or handprints on the glass. I also for some reason felt a weight lifted off of me. Some people thought it was little people, while others said it was evil spirits that attached themselves to the site. I won't know the truth as I don't work there anymore, but whatever it was has led me to take a lot of caution when I'm near sacred sites such as this, and to be very wary when working out in the woods as well. Always be careful in the woods, my friends. 
It's a lovely place, but could be a dangerous place nonetheless. So just be careful when you're on out gallivanting in the forests around North America and the world. Be safe out there. We love the Swamp Dweller around here, and that's why we play him every Monday through Friday night, kicking off hour number three of this show, as it gives us just a tad of spookiness each and every night. If you want to listen to thousands of Swamp Dwellers, Swamp Dweller stories, just head over to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. Hit subscribe on that channel, and you will be thankful because you get to listen to him each and every day. All right, it is time once again to bring in Tim Senor, our resident Timbit, and the UFO Report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Big Bad Tim comes back in after a couple of days going to look for some UFOs around former USS Nimitz and Princeton uh, radar operator Kevin Day's place. Tim, that had to be a fun occasion. How you been doing, buddy? It's cold outside. Oh, my God. Oh, you. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. No. <laughs> Should I even? Yeah. <laughs> Look at Dave, everyone. Ugh. He can't believe I said cold. You were in, in, you were in sub, Oregon. Sub. You're in Oregon. <laughs> and, and it's got to be at least 10 degrees Celsius, which would make that at least 40 plus Fahrenheit. <sighs> All right, let's do the let's do the temperature <laughs> check here. What yeah, is it like that. in the middle of the caribou right now? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I I just had to say it. But right. yes, it's been a great couple of days here, uh, yeah. doing some in, investigations in Oregon and collaborating with some amazing people. Absolutely, mm. yeah. All right, so at my place right now. It is minus 11 Celsius, making it 12 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, no way. Couldn't do it. I would be a little timsical. You are a little timsical, you timbit. (laughs) How are you going to survive? I'll just be a stuffed tick in a big parka. When I wake up in the morning, it's going to be minus 14. 
Warm up. What's the what's the what's the high tomorrow? Minus four degrees Celsius. That's oh, that's Brutal. pretty warm. That's warm enough to put my Christmas yeah, no lights way. up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds just ideal. <sighs> so, if I was a caribou, I'd be loving it. But I'm a human man, and I prefer just sweatshirts, a light turtleneck. I don't get you. Weather. I don't get you. <laughs> Buddy, let's start off with a little bit of news here because Representative Tim Burchett, who has been, you know, whether or not you agree with his politics on a daily basis is irrelevant at this point. We're going to talk about him on a UFO front here. He has been one of the loudest voices towards true disclosure. None of this cover-up crap None of this, let's leave that in the background. None of this, that's national security garbage. True disclosure. From Roswell, not the Nimitz incident, from Roswell on up. And he continues to talk about this, including the fact that the ODNI report hasn't even come out yet. What's going on here? Yeah, and even he knows that he himself is quite controversial, and so he has mixed supporters even within his constituency. Um, but he did a great interview recently with Jay from Project Unity. And uh, yeah, that's right. The ODNI is hoping probably to just wait this topic out, according to Tim Burchett. And so they're hoping to see how things will change, perhaps with the elections, to see a change of command. And also perhaps see it uh, a shift in Congress. We're still waiting to see a shift. Uh, so uh, we're, you know, per perhaps waiting this topic out is the way things are looking. And so senators set up meetings with Tim and then they'll just go ahead and cancel it as if they've been told to back off or they've been compromised in some way. And including that list of senators, unfortunately, is Mark Rubio, who made a last minute cancellation knowing that they were going to be discussing this topic. So that is a little bit disheartening, knowing that both Mark uh, Rubio and uh, Senator Gillibrand have been potentially the forefront of this topic in recent months and uh, potentially, in Tim's words, have been compromised themselves. And so seeing as these cancellations are happening for meetings to discuss this topic, um, Tim himself is wondering how deep this could run. And Dave, that is a little bit disheartening to hear from somebody that's this close to the gameplay. What's your thought? Well, my friend, I mean, look, the signs are obvious that there is a major cover-up regarding UFOs going on. This is why we have been championing, championing the fact to our audience ad nauseum that there is no such thing as disclosure. What you're hearing about disclosure is just a cover-up to confirmation that the phenomena is out there. They don't want to give up the goods, Tib. They don't want to give the juice. They don't want to talk about aliens. They don't want to talk about videos. They don't want to talk about the secret technology that they're keeping. And Tim Burchett, love him or hate him, he's the only politician standing up right now for the UFO people. 
And when I see UFO activists going off on, you know, how proud they are of of the government listening in on this, of whether it's Rubio or Gillibrand or Elizondo or Mellon or or NASA or anybody and waving the, the disclosure flag, the only person that any UFO activist should be cheering on right now is Tim Burchett. He wants true disclosure. He wants it all for the public, much like what's happening up here in Canada with MP Larry McGuire. They want to push it through. They realize the public, the people of the United States, the people of North America and the world, have the right to know what happened at Roswell. Was it a UFO crash? Were there aliens on board? Were there alien bodies? Were there alien survivors like we tend to believe? Okay, They want us to know about all of these crashes and crash retrievals and events. And that Pandora's box of ufology that sits in the middle of the Pentagon needs to be cracked open. And you know what? On that end alone, I wish more politicians had the guts to stand up for the people on this like he does. Yes, you're right. He is very controversial. Okay, he he is a very staunch Christian Republican, and we all know where that goes. Not that there's anything wrong with Republicans. Okay, not that there's anything wrong with Democrats. You notice how politically unbiased I was there, right? That was very diplomatic. Thank I you. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yes. You know, he's very un-Trudeau-like, right? The, the, point that right. I'm getting, the point that I'm getting at is this. He's the only one calling for true disclosure. That says something to me. That says right. that on the information, Tim, that he has been involved with, because he has been given some information, he stated that publicly. Okay? Out of the information that he's given him, he is disgusted that those above him in the Senate and in the alphabet agencies and within the military are covering up things that he believes the American public should be seeing and should know about for their own safety, for their own concern, and for their own benefit. But he's playing a very lonely game right now. He is. He is indeed. But in in this interview, he also talks about UFO photos that we'll never get to see. You know, and that's very frustrating to know that this is something that we're probably not going to see any more of, you know, i.e. Navy videos, you know, and that does kind of lead into one of my next stories where um, a Navy JAG, which is uh, a judge advocate general, denied major FOIA appeals, further solidifying UFO and UAP secrecy. Um, and basically, the Black Vault had put out uh, a, a FOIA request for all UAP and UFO-related information coming from the Navy. And very quickly, they came back with a denial on this information. And so he put in an appeal, which is pretty regular. And they came back, um, and this came from a judge advocate general, you know, and that's a pretty big deal. 
you know, you're not getting past the JAG. And so they rendered their decision and denied a major FOIA appeal submitted by the Black Vault just this past month. And so the appeal was profiled on the channel and in hopes that we can detail the the appeal and get the information at least out to people how stubborn the Navy is proposing to be. And so this, the result of this case may actually resonate throughout the future disclosures. And so we shouldn't potentially expect to see anything coming further, as the Navy has said that there will be no more releases coming forward. And Tim Burchette was highlighting this fact that um, this really does stymie the topic. Yes. Yeah, it completely stymies the topic. Where do you go from here? Where do you push it? At what point does the American people put their foot down and say, guys, girls, what what the hell are you doing here? You work for us. We don't work for you. You work for us. You don't get to tell me what a secret is and what a secret isn't. You know? It's terrible, you know, and it's controlling. I don't understand. I don't, I completely am at a loss for words. And I guess the best information that I can say, Tim, is this. We have to, and we owe it to our audience to continue to tell the truth of what is going on because they are not going to get it from the governing parties and the military in the United States. This is where citizen experiencers are going to come into play a lot more and become more prevalent. It's going to be something that is that we're going to see a lot more of as more people start to clamp down in who they talk to and what they say, more importantly. I mean, we're being treated very communistically here. Indeed. Especially with the new clampdown we've seen in the military with pilots that are trying to report, shutting down their ability to report to the very agency that's been set up for them to report to. How is the UAPTF supposed to get any information if the source has been just cut off because now we're putting back into the play, those old 75 year old restrictions of laughing at the pilots as they report, and then just plain blocking them from being able to. Well, let let me ask you this. Do you think as we got about just over 90 seconds, do you think that UAPTF isn't getting the information because space force now is? No, I think that they are literally trying to discourage pilots from reporting. So there is no information, right? I I think they're trying to cut it off at the source. They don't want UAP task force to get any details. They don't want any of these 150 questionable cases. That's not helping them at this point. They're trying to get going this uh, swamp gas theory again, you know. Um, we're looking for another J. Allen Hynek scapegoat to come forward, Avi Loeb, to say that this is nothing. So it's just a little bit frustrating to see this actually playing out for the people that are watching very closely. It's very obvious. And so, you know, this is a pattern 
of methodical cover-up. And the gameplay for them is not any different than it was when they started this 75 years ago. It's kind of sad that we haven't grown up yet. It really is sad that we haven't grown up. We haven't been able to figure out what what we should or should not tell the public. You know, this isn't, if anything, this isn't going to stop the public from answering questions or asking questions. It is going to enhance more questions and more distrust for the level of government and and government interference and military interference that we see on a daily basis right now. Tim, hold on right there because we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. When we return, Avi Lowe back in the news wants to go into the ocean on Spaced Out Radio. Hi, Caged Cry. How you doing? What a great show and what a great audience you have tonight. How you doing there, Timbit? I'm great. Feeling fantastic. Totally energized. Just, uh, just feeling great. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. Appreciate dude. that. Yeah. No yeah. problem. I had a lot of fun doing a show the other night with you. Thank you for uh, inviting me on with my guest. That was a lot of fun. And I had fun with Grantavius. Got to finally meet the legend, and we had quite a bit of fun. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Indeed. So Terry Holland, I had a great time getting to meet him and Kevin Day. So uh, lots of fun, lots of fun. I'll keep you all in the loop. Yeah, some good dudes right there, man. Some very good yeah. dudes right there. Yes, indeed. Did you get any snowfall? Nope. Nope. Beautiful clear skies, actually. Cold, cold, cold for me. It was mm-hmm. cold, um, but yeah, crystal cold. clear skies, gorgeous. Your, your cold is different than mine, though, dude. Well, man, I moved here from Hawaii. I'd been living there for a while, and then I moved to here, so this is cold to me. It's just, you know, climate adjustment. I would be fine up in your neck of the woods eventually. I'm from upstate New York. I could probably fare any weather, but it would be drastic to go there right now. I would feel it for sure. Well, of course you would. Uh huh. Yeah. And I have nothing up top to keep my dome warm. I have to like wear one of those ridiculous, like big thermal hats with the ear flaps. I'm that guy. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I like those hats. They're great. Yeah, they are. I could see you in one of those hats. I got one. I'll bet you do. I wish it was right there and you were wearing it now. No, no. I uh, <laughs> I gotta find it. Too Canadian. It's for my Jeep. It's just it's too Canadian. 
to wear it on your shore with that flag behind you? Come on. It would just be like so Canadian with the ear flap hat and the flag. If you were here, I'd, Everyone throw, always... I'd throw a snowball at you. <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun. We would have a blast with that. I'm a moving target. Pretty soon, a couple weeks, the lakes will be frozen enough to go play some hockey on them. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So you have like bright sunny days where it's kind of warm up, but still crisp and you can get out there and right. There's still dude, some there is, warmer days or is it just cold, cold, cold now? No, there is nothing better, dude, than when it's like, like minus five, minus 10. And when you start breathing deep into your lungs, that cold air just absolutely, you know, the minute you suck it in is just, it, it's so cold, you kind of jump back, but it's so clean, your body just screams, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that we live for that. That sounds amazing. It is kind of cool. It is. Yeah, actually, Kevin Day lives uh, down by Grants Pass, Oregon, which is on almost the border of California, and he's got some really beautiful, clear skies. And it was kind of like that being there. Yeah. Just beautiful, clean air. Uh, I do not have a black and red checkered coat. I do have blankets that are black <laughs> and red checkered, though. You have to. It's mandatory. <laughs> mandatory plaid yeah. up here. Do you do ice fishing? No. My buddies do, though. Do you go out to their little huts and Sometimes. stay warm under there and pretty, they're yeah. actually pretty cool pretty awesome oh yeah oh i'll bet i mean they've got tv in there often and they're just chillaxing oh, i yeah. get it oh yeah hey it's not all about the fishing big thank you to marty and stacy for the super chats thank you so much for the love and support of sor tonight thank you to everyone who has given us a thumb thumbs up thumbs down don't forget after the show to leave a comment and, of course, we got some great swag at spacedoutradio.com for you to check on out. And uh, you know what? Let's get ready to go here. Here comes our, our the final half hour next. We're out at third. We're heading for home tonight on Space Now Radio. Good to have you with us. Dave Scott is my name. I'm here every Monday through Friday for your basic woo needs. Want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram, at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok, at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with Tim Senor and the UFO Report. We're going to head over to Harvard University, the pride of the Ivy League. 
and we're going to learn more about Avi Loeb. The man now wants to spend a ton of money to go looking for UFOs underwater, Tim. Correct. Harvard professor is ready to scour the ocean floor just north of Australia for crashed alien technology. And so he believes a spacecraft may have crashed near Australia, and he's going to search the ocean floor for the wreckage. And so Avi Loeb believes this just... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over a decade ago, something just north of Australia perhaps hit the ocean floor, and he's planning an expedition to retrieve the object from the floor of the Pacific Ocean. Astrophysicist Avi Loeb has previously made waves by claiming the object that streaked across the sky off the coast of Manus Island, Papua New Guinea, in 2014 was actually some form of spacecraft. And so a U.S. Space Command report released earlier this year found that the object was interstellar from another star system, making it quite unusual, but concluded that it was simply a meteor. But Loeb, chair of Harvard professor and University of uh, Harvard's chair there at astronomy, is heading up the Galileo project, which is searching for evidence of advanced alien technology, and it insists that it could have been built by extraterrestrials. The fundamental question is whether it was an unusual rock from another star or whether it was a spacecraft of some sort. And so he says in a quote that we're planning an expedition to Papua New Guinea and scoop the ocean floor to figure out the composition of this object. And so he proposes this fishing expedition, and he's saying as soon as March or April of 2023, he just recently, as of last month, got the go-ahead for this expedition when he received U.S. $1.5 million from a unnamed donor. Dave, I see your face. You're wondering who that is. Do you have any ideas? <laughs> question mark, no. question mark. Uh, it could be anybody. <laughs> it really could be anybody from Bigelow to Gary Dolan to uh, some famous actor who believes in UFOs. I'm not really sure. Do you know who it is? I mean, I have some ideas, but I mean, Give us those. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Perhaps the same person that invests in projects like Skinwalker Ranch and things like that. Somebody that has just money to burn on toys. Are you, are you saying somebody who just bought a 
movie prop Bible from his favorite movie. <laughs> Brandon Fugel. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, that is a pure guess speculation, but that is the kind of person I can imagine supporting this kind of endeavor. You know, if there's a price tag of $1.5 million for a project to scoop the ocean, um, you go to somebody independent, a billionaire, somebody that, um, you know, is invested in the topic and give them a proposal. I think that, you know, he's definitely on, on would be on my short list if I was Avi. Oh, probably. Probably. And that may happen as well. But, you know, I want to ask you this. Do you think Avi Loeb and his team from Galileo should really be worrying about a crash retrieval in Australia at this point in time? To me, that's a lot of money you waste. Dave, 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 Dave. No, I completely disagree with you, okay, on this. So um, the fact that we have a chance to bring up a piece of interstellar question mark, whatever that is, be it meteorite or other, that is incredibly interesting. Um, and there's a ton of information <clears throat> stored in that piece of whatever. So um, it's much easier to get this piece of interstellar question mark than it would be to chase down a Muamua at this point, which I believe was also proposed. So um, I think this is great. And a $1.5 million price tag is actually pretty low for something like this. If it actually yields some information. Um, so I'm on the other side of the coin there. Um, I think this is aggressively looking for data and I love it. I'm that guy. So I completely support it. I'd be, I would love to be a fly on the wall on that expedition. Um, to be completely honest with you, I find it intriguing. Um, so, I applaud it. I was excited to see he finally put this into motion and that he got some support. With all their ties to the U.S. government, though, why move your team 10,000 miles away when you can do it right in your own backyard? Um, for which part? The study. Well, um, I don't. So, well, they're just going to grab that sample you know, and bring it back to Harvard University and do their investigation on it, I'm sure. And whoever else is going to get samples, I'm sure it's massive, you know, so they're probably going to have quite a big sample. Um, but uh, I guess to answer your question, um, I think that you have to search the world for evidence. You're not going to find it in just one hotspot, you know, it, <clears throat> and it doesn't seem to reveal itself in any one specific way, shape, or form. So gather all your data before we can make any kind of decisions. But I think this is a great way, um, you know, to force his hand to give us some information. You know, we're going to get some results from this investigation, hopefully. Well, we can only hope. What's happening in Canada right now, my friend? Oh, yeah, let's definitely take a look at that. <clears throat> I'm going to have to sir. Here it is. <clears throat> So the head of Canada UFO program now believes that ancient races could possibly be from elsewhere and may have colonized Earth many, many times over. And so where it all started a few years ago with the quote-unquote space race, 
and it began between two rival nations, the USA and Soviets. But the world was stunned by the daily UFO sightings and stories of alien contact flushing through the newspapers. And so it's an area of two types of people. The first one groups uh, the like-minded people, for example, engineers, scientists, and inventors who dismissed any alien contact. And then we have the other group that just completely uh, discounts anything possible within this realm. And so these groups never aligned with each other, but Wilbert Blockhouse Smith, a Canadian engineer, was the only line of connection between these two groups. Yes. And so Mr. Smith worked with a senior radio engineer from the Canadian government's Department of Transport in the late 40s and 50s, and he was the reason behind the radio communication between Canada and the U.S., and so you're pretty close to this um, in particular. So if you want to chime in at any point, please feel free because I know you have. Uh, you're pretty close to this. Excuse me. Well, I mean, where do you start, Tim? Yeah, and it's a it's a good story from how and why, but that anyone can go and read. But please. <sighs> I, I hate to be at a loss for words, but I'm I'm just not sure. I am honestly just not sure because I am very wary of Canada today getting involved with the U.S. regarding disclosure. But as I said last night to you and on the Dave 101, Canada has a huge, huge um, role to play in ufology, especially its history with Wilbert Smith and Project Grudge. And it, for our United States listeners and our world listeners, Wilbert Smith would have been the, the Canadian equivalent of J. Allen Hynek. And... Hey, if there's ancient races living among us somewhere, where are they? Are they underground? Because we know in India they have one, uh, one island dedicated to a special ancient tribe that they are trying to keep alive. They don't own anything from the New World. They don't get food from their New World. They don't get water. They have to be self-sufficient. Okay? They have no concept of money. And when helicopters start coming over, there's a good chance you're going to be uh, food for dinner if they catch you. And this yeah. is so much of a traditional island that the Indian government will not even allow anybody in that island. They just won't. So, you know, Wilbert Smith did great work. It seems to uh, have ended abruptly, much like J. Allen Hynek, who I think both of them have, uh, outside of Hynek's fantastic beard and mustache combination, along with the horn rim glasses, you know, Wilbert Smith was just as brilliant. Yeah. And just to dip into this story a little bit about him, in 1950, the Canadian UFO Study Program, Project Magnate, 
was, or I'm sorry, sorry, Project Magnet. Magnet, sorry. Yeah, was established by Transport Canada under the supervision of Mr. Smith. And the government funded the project for four years, but he received informal funding after. And then in 1952, he set up an observatory at Shirley's Bay to study the findings of UFO sightings under Project Magnet. And he had a personal interest in geomagnetism, which made him conclude that the UFOs were of extraterrestrial origin, propelled by magnetic forces, and actually from parallel universes. And so Mr. Smith said, it is in my opinion that the people from elsewhere choose all sorts of methods to make contact with us, and their technology and understanding being much better than ours, they can use methods which we find quite incomprehensible. And so interestingly, he believes that UFOs were controlled through physical, I'm sorry, through psychic powers. And such statements embarrassed the Department of Transport. And in 1952, when the great UFO wave hit the media, Mr. Smith claimed that the United States Air Force actually shot down a UFO near Washington, D.C., recovered its piece, and let him borrow it. When asked if he had returned the piece to the USAF, he replied that it went to a much more highly secret group, and it was neither FBI nor CIA, and he could not identify nor disclose. So he was really pivotal in a lot of information, and he had theories on all kinds of things, including uh, something that he called a field function that changed throughout the universe, and it could be something that was altered through consciousness. And he was a very deep thinker, and a lot of people don't know about him. And I think they should learn more because he was really an interesting man. Dave, tell us a little bit more. Well, Wilbert Smith worked, you know, right through the 50s and 60s as the, I believe, the number one ufologist in North America, if not the world at that time. He was, uh, you know, and this is, and I called it Project Grudge earlier, and I apologize, Project Magnet. Um, He worked very closely with the U.S. government, who was actually hitting him up for information. Because remember, back then, we were a hell of a lot closer then than we were now politically. Okay, and we really, really tried to be self-sustaining here in North America with oil, with wood, with gas, you know, and, you know, bingo cards and everything else that kind of runs in between. That being said, Canada wasn't giving up anything. Canada had a great uh, flight program with Avro that went to the wayside, courtesy of Paul Hellyer and John Diefenbaker. And that really set everything back from our military to how much money that we could put in to go searching for UFOs. The one thing that I learned from one of our politicians the other day, Tim, and you might be shocked about this, there is no money in the Canadian budget for UFOs. Zero. Not a dime. Yet the reports keep coming on in sooner rather than later. So Wilbert Smith... Good guy. I never met him because he passed away way before I even knew who he was. But from people I know who had spoken with him, great guy, wanted the truth, came in as a complete skeptic, left the door open, 
with a multitude of woo. That's all you can ask, a multitude of woo. Do you think, Tim, moving forward, that the notes which are already public in Canada will become maybe public in the U.S.? And which notes are you talking about well, in particular? For, for Wilbert Smith. Oh, right. You're, you're saying the American version? Yeah. Or even the Canadian version of what we found here. Oh, oh, I don't think so at all. I mean, if it already hasn't, I mean, there's no way. And we've seen how hard it is to FOIA information. It's like pulling teeth from a live shark. It's just not happening. And so, honestly, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of hopes of getting any information from any governmental source at this point. I think you'd be barking up the wrong tree. I think um, even entities like uh, the Black Vault are going to be struggling for new details. They're going to have oh, to FOIA absolutely. in much more creative ways. But I feel that the FOIA has been um, a, a, a thorn in the side of these entities that they're you know, questioning. And so I can only see them getting sealed up. I don't see more information coming historically. No. Oh, me either, man. Me either. And, and you know what? I think that's going to bring in what this is what that's going to do when it officially gets shut down. And that's my prediction on that. When it does get shut down, he um, or the public is going to be wondering where to look, where to turn. But maybe that's what needs to happen. Kind of like what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter right now, dude. You know, blow it on up. Blow it on up. Change it. Because we ain't buying the UFO threat narrative BS. We're just not doing it. That's right. Well, we got two minutes left, and Tim, I want to say thanks for coming on the UFO report tonight, and really appreciate you uh, doing what you do with us on a nightly basis, my man. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you to your audience. Dave, have a great night. Absolutely. I bid you a farewell, sir. Hey, one final question before you leave. Sure. Tim, you being one of them American eases, all right. Are you I going? Br- are you going brawling next week? Are you going brawling? Uh, I mean, I don't even know what you're asking for to Black be completely... Friday. Oh, I forgot you played. Oh. you played soccer. Oh, but then again, you can kick there. Lots of kicking and punching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I'm more of a Cyber Monday guy. I don't do much in-person shopping. Um, I find it incredibly frustrating because it's a side of um, humanity that isn't so pretty. When you see people really, you know, struggling for a deal on something and they're very cutthroat with each other, that's not that's oh, not a pretty. It is thing gorgeous. To witness. Come so, on, every, do you enjoy it? Every sixty-year-old <laughs> woman needs to rip a toy out of a four-year-old's hands. Okay. I love that you're saying this. This is great. I'm so glad it's not me. No, no, no. You know, (laughs) due to COVID the last couple of years, America, you have been very disappointing 
in the entire Black Friday front. Us people who live outside of the United States, like yours truly, okay? The only thing we have is YouTube videos and Facebook videos and Twitter videos of what is going on for Black Friday, okay? The Aussies want to see a brawl. The Brits want to see a brawl. The Canadians want to see a brawl. The Mexicans want to see a brawl. Japan wants to see you brawl. They're even going yeah. to play it in North Korea. Okay, because we all love it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll give you the we'll do it. No. Yes. We'll we deliver have to. the brawl. We have to. We'll deliver. Stop with this right. online crap. Get down to the You're mall, right. put the tin foil on your knuckles, okay? Put your body armor on and go kick some put ass your credit like, cards out. You're America <laughs> for God's sakes. You're That's America. Right. All right. Yes. Stand Go up for your Charge up your credit cards. Spend, spend, spend. I don't care about the spending. Yes. I want the brawling back. <laughs> okay. I want to see ladies pulling their hair over a doll. I want to see brawls between the 120 pound guy in a white tube tank top going against <laughs> the six foot nine basketball player. <laughs> You know, who's built like Shaquille O'Neal. I want to see that brawl. I want to see fighting. I want to see it get down and get dirty. You can do it, America. Reclaim Black Friday with violence. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up. For the guitar, God himself, special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Spreaker, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us, because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night, Mr. Bumblefoot. We need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, yeah, we got room for them, too. Good night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. 
Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.